listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the US, and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way, because I want you to have a profitable private practice. My new book, Profit First for Therapists, is available at most online retailers. You can get it in paperback, audiobook, or ebook as well. Go check it out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Therapy for Your Money. Today, we're talking about how you can increase the income in your group practice without marketing, which I'm just really excited to hear about. So I am joined by the one and only Nicole McCants. Hi, Nicole. Hi, so excited to be here. Yes, I'm happy. Uh, I'm just really excited for this conversation. Uh, So why don't we start by, uh, can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yes, I help psychotherapists build group practices. Super exciting. Get more freedom, help more people. But if it's okay, I just want to kind of share how I got here because it was a bit surprising to me. Like a lot of you listening, I was in solo practice and I truly loved what I did. But then I became burnt out after 15 years of seeing couples and doing EMDR. And I just became frustrated with hitting the ceiling in my income. And then one day I became pregnant with twins. And all of a sudden, everything in my life is about to double, but I cannot work more. Yeah. So I turned to my husband and I'm like, I ha- I think a lot of you relate. Like some of us start a group practice where life just makes us, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> and for the, when I started though, I did not have a coach and I didn't know what I was doing. And it was so much trial and error and spinning in circles because we learned nothing about business in graduate school. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it wasn't until fast forward two years that I got the business coach and took the leap. And that's where everything changed. And as you know, Julie, in three years, I grew to 55 therapists and multiple seven figures. And then one day, a psychiatrist approached me and he said, Nicole, your group practice is automated. Can I buy it? It is a revenue generating asset. And at first I said no, but then I realized, just wait, this might be the best thing that ever happened to my family. And I ended up, it was a year in the making. Of course, it takes time. And I sold it last year. And after that happened, I was thinking, oh my goodness, what do I do now? I i can't be a psychologist anymore. And it just hit me, wait, I'm going to take this to my peers. I have all the marketing plans. I have all the systems of how to f- hire the right people. What if I create a business coaching program where I give it to them and show them exactly what I did? And that's what I do now. And that's where you are. That must be quite the identity crisis, right? To go from being like a business owner, you make all the decisions to then like, okay, I can't do this anymore because of a non-compete probably, but like, what do you, yes. what do, you do? Yes. And I, I mean, I had already let go of seeing the clients, but the whole mm-hmm. identity, I retired last month as a psychologist as well, because I'm not doing that anymore. So that was a huge shift too, where it's like, Wow. But what I am really on this planet for is to help people. And so now I'm just doing that with therapists, not clients. And it's just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so let's jump in then yes. to our conversation. So, all right, first of all, how can a group practice owner just increase their income, period? And then yes. how do you about marketing? Yes, without marketing. I find that so many therapists are marketing, marketing, marketing obsessed. And we should be, of course, that's how we grow. But 
please don't forget about your actual clients. You have clients right now who may want to, here's, here's the answer, increase two things, the duration of their treatment and the frequency. You're doing EMDR and couples therapy with people that if you said there was 90-minute sessions available and two-hour sessions available, they would be like, oh my gosh, why didn't you tell me that earlier? Like we already have the babysitter. Yes, we will commit to our marriage for double the time. So you help them, they get to their goals faster, and then you grow your practice. It's a complete win-win. So increase the frequency of the session and the duration of the session. It's just like about those really small tweaks with the current clients. Okay, so not even increasing the number of clients. Um, are there any issues with doing that with insurance? Um, so I'm all private pay in Canada. Mm -hmm. I'm Canadian. I do help Americans be more private pay. So I'm talking more private pay. Okay. I, I think it really depends on the insurance company. Um, but yeah, this would be more private pay. Private pay. Good okay. question. Okay. Well, so, and then increasing length, increasing frequency. Um, what other tips do you have for people yeah. who are wanting to just increase like income in general? I would say we're recording this. Um, we're just out of the summer. Like that summer slump was rough this yes, year. Yes, it was. Right? Are you seeing that with a lot of your coaching clients as well? Interestingly, as of right now, so now it's it's now we're just coming into the end of August. Just yesterday, I did a poll on Instagram and people, it's beginning to pick up, Julie. And I okay, think good, because good, good. me included, we're starting to worry about, oh my gosh, the craziness of September, the kids yeah. back to school, all the things. Uh, so in, in, like in addition to increasing the duration, I had my therapist book four sessions at the end of every session. Okay. And that was honestly for the client just to know every Tuesday at two, I come in and I see you. So that increased the show up rate because they, they've like mm -hmm. planned their life Tuesdays at two. But it also helped the therapist with their calendar because now all of a sudden they're booked. Because before when we weren't doing that, it would be an empty calendar like the next week and then they'd have to see the clients and then book them all in. So again, that, that ties into increasing the frequency, like getting them in the calendar for the whole at least four sessions. Okay. Well, and so that goes to like automating the different pieces, right? Yeah. You're kind of automating in a way like you just already have a base schedule for next yes. week. Well, so for a group practice owner, let's say they have, you know, five, 10, 20 clinicians, like how do you monitor what is happening there? How, how often people are being booked in advance? How often be, they're being offered longer sessions or more frequent sessions? Yeah, really good question. I, I help practice owners automate because I think so many group practices are a big mess. It's, it's a lot of personalities, a lot of needs. Uh, the first thing I did, <laughs> this is a very honest way. This is just a big mess, but it's, it's probably it could be a lot. <laughs> it really could be a lot. First is having a, a really clear, concise manual that every single person is onboarded and trained with. Um, but also we did, because what happens is when people start working with me, they change a lot of things because it's not automated. And we would do monthly meetings, clinic meetings where you say, Hey guys, Here's what we're going to start doing. Does that feel okay to you? Booking four sessions. We're now offering 90 minutes to help more people and get them the results they need faster and get you busy. And typically therapists are like, oh my gosh, yes, please. So doing it in the meetings, um, doing it in check-ins is really key. 
just getting everyone on board. Okay. And has it, have you ever seen it happen where the clinician wasn't on board or there's some kind of accountability setup that needs to happen? Yeah. It's almost like I picture this ship where the clinic leader really does have to stick to the systems though, because the systems not only will set you free, but the systems hold the ship together. Please don't say, I'm going to do it this way for you and this way for you, because you will hate your life. Like everyone's going to come <laughs> to you with all the questions. Um, so with my messaging, I would always message it around what's in it for them. Cause in the end, that's really what we all want to know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time it's like, it's going to get you busy and make your life easier. In the end, I truly believe people thrive in systems. It is a well-oiled machine and there's almost like a safety in it. Like I know what's expected of me and I know what's consistent and predictable. Yeah. And, and you have twins. How, how old are they now? They're now seven already. They're seven. Okay. And I have three kids. They're all school age. So like those systems, especially as we yeah. go into the school year, oh my God, they're so important. It's funny that you say that. I always think of children, like in a way, because we all, you know, thrive in predictability. Yes. Yes. And I like that too, right? I do love my uh, my routine and in the summer it just gets a little bit crazy, but I do like, you know, exact. everyone knows exactly what they're supposed to do at what time, in what order. Yes. That. And I've actually had compliments where someone says to me, Nicole, I just have to thank you. I was so nervous joining this group practice, but just everything was, I knew where to go. Everything was so clear. And I talked to my friends and other group practices. It causes them more anxiety to join if they're, if it's not systemized. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So speaking of that, I mean, group practice owners are so, so busy. What are some of the things that they can focus on to get out of the weeds? Yes. So first of all, guys, please get an admin. I'm sure you have one. Maybe you have multiple. I had six. They are the best things that will ever happen to you. The power is in the team. So are you delegating? Delegating is so key and leaning on your team and training them in the systems. And that's really going to set you so free is the delegation piece. Okay. And so what would you recommend as like the first thing to, to delegate? Is there a rule of thumb there? It's that, you know what? The first thing I would do is use online booking. So if you are private pay, depend if you're not private pay, there's different mm -hmm. platforms you naturally use. But before I used online booking, my admin front desk was the phone was ringing every 10 minutes and it was really loud and annoying. And, and the moment we our website pushed to book now and we allowed people to book a free consult, okay? That removed so you're going to save so much money in paying your admin because you're relying on technology. So I would say have that be the first thing that you do. A lot of you do it, but really lean on it. I I I believe we live in a world that people are they want to pick their own therapist, have a really good bio. Yeah. I would much rather book something online than have to call. If I have to call, it's going to take me like three weeks longer to get a hundred percent. Who uses their phone anymore? And yeah. I don't pick up my phone. That's the other thing. Let's yeah. hope your admin does, but yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I would love for my dentist to start doing booking online. Oh. Like, okay, like it's the one dentist. Can we please just do this? I don't understand like, it. I know. Actually, but I if I could just say a couple more things yeah. of how they could um, increase their income without marketing, if that's Okay especially now in August, really focus on reducing your no-shows. And how you're going to do that is having a system in place where you follow up. Are you following up with those people who cancel or no-show? Here's the thing, you know, and or or they need the help. 
they want to see you, but they canceled for some reason. And so many of you are not following up. And I promise you, if you would have sent that email or if your admin would have followed up, they probably would have come in. They get the help and you grow. So what's an example of a good like follow-up system for a cancellation? It's basically a spread, pretty basic stuff. So a spreadsheet, I would have the date, pull. I use Google Sheets, so don't put their name in there. Pull like their ID from your practice management software. And then it is the date that they followed up. I get, all right, sorry, the date that they canceled. I get this question a lot where it's how long should we wait? I would wait between three days to seven days. Like give them time to rebook. And if they don't, people want to know that you care. Now, I know you're probably thinking, therapist, that that feels maybe too salesy because I don't follow up like that feels too much. But I, in my experience, people are actually surprised when you do because no one else does. And those are the practices that grow, like do the things no one else is doing. Okay. So just simple system where you're just keeping track in the spreadsheet. They canceled. Someone on the admin team is looking at the spreadsheet to say, did they reschedule? Yes or no. And if no, they're reaching out. You got it. And they check it every single day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. So online booking, what's the next, what's another thing that people can learn? Yeah. In terms of increasing your income, I want you to think about two clients. Okay. You have a whole bunch of clients that already know you, like you, and trust you, as opposed to the ones you're marketing to that they don't know you or anything yet. It is going to be way easier to pull in those people that haven't come for a little while to remind them to come back in. And you're going to do that, I highly suggest, with the email marketing. You can use something free like MailChimp. Email them, not too much, but every two weeks, every month with, with something of value. Um, they have to opt in, obviously, if it's like actually mm-hmm. uh, email marketing, but something of value, maybe it's, guys, maybe you do it soon and it's like tips to get your kids uh, out of the house or when this podcast comes out, maybe it's whatever, how to get through the holidays, but giving them value. And I promise you, you will see an influx in booking. Yeah, that's interesting because my my therapist has a newsletter that I'm on. And when I get it, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I do need to yeah, uh, schedule if I'm not already on the schedule. Like usually I am, but just in, just in case like, oh yeah, I do need to do something about yeah. it. It's just a nice, nice little reminder. Okay. Any other tips for increasing your income without without paying for marketing? Yeah, and without have, paying for marketing. I have a marketing question after that. Okay. So here's the thing. If you're using Google Ads, you've already paid the marketing. Let's say you've invested in bringing that person into your world. So I have one more thing. Reduce your sales cycle. You're probably thinking, what the heck is that? Because we don't speak that language. I know. If I go to your online booking, please have online booking right now, and I need help right now, how many days is it going to take me to see you? That's your sales cycle. And so you're an owner. Maybe it's not you, but your therapist. I highly suggest to have a free consult within two days. I'm distressed now. If you make me, if you make me wait longer, I probably will no show. The the no show rate on the free consult is really high. And then I suggest provide an appointment, a paid appointment, please, within two days after that. So the sales cycle should be about four days. I promise you, most people's isn't. And go in okay. and check. And go, okay, so four days total. Yeah, that is pretty pr- pretty aggressive or, or challenging to make that happen, right? To like get all the scheduling pieces. If it takes two days just for someone to call them back. Yes. Then you've, then you've lost. Yes, and this was really helpful in my growth. 
And if I and I think it's key if if it's not four days, if you can't reach the four days, forty eight hours to seventy two hours, let's call it. Maybe you need to ask for more availability for your therapist, if possible, or maybe it's time to hire. Go into your online booking and see. But it makes sense, right? People don't want to wait. We all know by the time they click on your online booking, they're already way past needing therapy. They wait, Mm -hmm. you know, we all wait too long for that typically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do you know then if you just have an opportunity to make more money in in the business within the existing systems? Like if it is it a system issue, or do you actually need to go out and market your practice and spend invest some money there? How how do you decide? Highly, highly suggest always to have your marketing on. The reason I wanted to talk about this topic, Julie, was because people forget. They almost neglect their current people because they're so focused on, oh, how many new people collect? How many new calls? How many new intakes and inquiries? So I always, I love Google ads. I think we should all be advertising. I did not know that as a therapist. Makes perfect sense. I was like, oh, right. How are they going to find me if I'm not advertising? (laughs) Always have that on to be growing, but just really nurture the people that already know you, like you, and trust you. They're going to be easier, actually easier, and of course, free to keep coming back. Uh, It's so interesting to me, like in this industry, how often you have to be looking for clients. Every practice is going to have a slightly different situation, right? Because some people will see clients for years at a time. For others, it will be eight to 12 weeks, right? But every practice kind of has a style of like, this is on average how many many times we see a client before it's naturally time, um, you know, for them to offboard. That means you're always looking for new clients. It's never just, okay, we're done. That doesn't ever happen in therapy, which is really interesting. Yeah. One thing I think helped us is we were a bit of a one-stop shop. So we saw the individual, the couple, the family, the child, and it was kind of neat where they would naturally, like before we knew it, the whole family was coming in. And often a mom would say, oh, you're seeing all my kids and my husband. And, And actually one's in the next room as I'm talking to you. So that was actually really beautiful. Interesting. So that also pro- created a lot of referral opportunities just within the same household. Yeah, ecosystem. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So that's, an, uh, I guess, another interesting way to um, increase your income, having multiple specialties. I often am a fan of just having an, a, a niche because you can be very, very specific in your marketing. But I guess that is one one check in the column of, that's an advantage certainly of diversifying the services. Yes. And before we knew it, the family doctors, they heard anything mental health and they said, go to TNPC, which was the acronym for the clinic. It's like, oh, go here, go here, go here. They didn't have to think. They were like, yep, this is the place you get your psych assessments and your your EMDR, your neurofeedback, your therapy. Yeah. Got it. Because they knew everyone could be the, supported. Could be, could be supported. Interesting. That's really, really interesting. Um, Nicole, I want to ask you, what is your favorite business book and why? Yes. I love The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Yeah, it's so good. It's fiction. And it really opened my eyes years ago to the power of the systems and how they set you free. Yeah, I feel like that that feels to me like one of the original systems books in totally. the, like business building space, right? And there's lots of um, derivatives now and and lots of uh, other books built on that system. But yeah, yes, and I like them all too. But I, I really there's something about his and the whole like McDonald's franchise. Yes, that he leans on that, but it it is true that just 
you know, having everything be the same. So it's replicatable. Yeah. Yeah. And if, is it a pie shop? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. If, if you, if you're the one, the one making the pie and selling the pie and all, like doing all the things related to the pie, then, you know, you, you're going to burn out. <laughs> you will burn out. If you're sick, no one is, no one is making or selling pies, but if there's a system, someone can come in and, and do it. Um, Nicole, I think a lot of our uh, listeners will be interested in hearing about your coaching program and all the things that you do over there. Can you tell us a little bit about where they can find you? Yes, I do have a starter kit, expand your practice starter kit. So for those of you that are like, oh my goodness, I think this is what I want. You can click on the show notes. I'll have a link there and I have a starter kit for you. These are things you're not doing. I also have a podcast, The Business Savvy Therapist. Wonderful. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Nicole. It was so great to chat with you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com slash accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice.